0: quarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today, number one best-selling author and host of the Dr. John Deloney Show. If you've not checked it out, it's on all things mental health and relationships, and uh, quite a lot of stuff going on on this podcast. You should check it out. It's a lot of fun and it's one of our more popular things we're doing around Ramsey Networks these days, so be sure you do. Phone number here, 888 825 Leon is in Philadelphia. Hi, Leon. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
1: Hi, Dave. Hi, John. How y'all doing? Better than we deserve. What's up? Hey, I was calling today to see if uh, we should allow finances to stop my wedding plans.
2: That's a broad question. Can you tell us more? It is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my fiance and I have been together for a long time. Um, she's desired to get married uh, more than I have, or more more time than I have. Um, it took our return to faith and our my fiance's bravery during the pandemic to really open my eyes to marriage. Um, <clears throat> our opinions diverge in one area, um, and and that's our approach to marriage. I'm more pragmatic with my approach. And she's more idealistic. Um, in preparation to in preparations to get married, I did some math and uh, realized that in getting married, um, some of our expenses will increase significantly, in particular um, our health coverage. Um, my fiancé uh, qualifies for no-cost medical insurance right now um, through the state, and um, in the event that we do get married or when we do get married, um, that, that expense will increase significantly. Uh, it'll go from about, um, $104 a month to about $510 a month. Uh, my employer funded, uh, health insurance, um, to add a spouse, it, it, it jumped significantly. So, what's your,
0: what's your household income?
1: Um, we're at about $62,000 a year.
0: You're not honestly asking, honestly asking us if your wife is your wife if her becoming your wife's worth forty eight hundred dollars a year.
1: Well, it's it's a little more than that. Um, yeah, it
0: might be forty eight hundred and fourteen dollars. Come on, super nerd, really?
1: <laughs> well, the, the deductibles will also double. Um, You're
0: killing me. Um, <laughs> Listen, uh, hey,
2: here's the deal. No, you should not get married. You should not. No, absolutely not. If you're gonna nickel and dime your relationship with this woman that has has suggested she wants to spend the rest of her life with you, even the way you said I came around to marriage because I saw she was brave and um something else. Like, I want the hounds of hell holding you back from wanting to be with this person forever. And right. forty eight hundred dollars, dude. I've seen guys way make way like Making stupid financial moves because they were so head over heels they were gonna marry somebody that I had to say, Whoa, 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 slow down. Forty eight hundred dollars sounds like you are looking for a mathematical reason to not do this is what it sounds like.
1: Um, it isn't so we have a child together. Okay. And um we kind of went went about our, our family a little bit backwards. Um so we purchased a house, we have a family together, and it it really is our plan to be a single single income household. Um with, with me working and, and she's staying home and helping to raise our son with me. Um, so it's, it's not just the, I I know that if we pursued, um, plans in a more traditional way, Leon, uh, how, how old are you? 40.
0: Are your mom and dad still married? No. Nasty divorce.
1: No. Um, I was young.
0: Hurt you though.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, it definitely did. And, um, I do think it had an impact on my view of marriage I do too. Um, in terms of, you know, what and it, so you're, you're looking for
0: a way to int- intellectualize a spiritual and emotional decision. Yes. And, um, you're, you're the, be- John's point is the best thing you can do and it will actually cause the math to work out. There's not odd, odd piece of, uh, irony here but the best thing you can do is go all in it's time to get off the ladder time to stop painting painter get off the ladder it's time to do it dude you have a baby you own a house in every form you're married except in your emotions where you have finally let go of that last little piece of control and that last little hurt little boy named leon from his mom and dad's thing and it it scared him and it hurt him and that doesn't make you bad it doesn't make you weak it just makes you a human. And it's time to let go of all that and marry this woman and enjoy her and enjoy life together and enjoy a wonderful future and lean into the emotional, relational, spiritual part of that. And then there is actual data that's called the marriage advantage uh, that shows statistically that married couples end up with a higher probability of wealth and net worth and a higher net worth than singles, particularly singles shacked up. And uh, so the data is actually there. To, the research is actually there to back this up. That's right. And it goes back to uh, you and I were having a
2: conversation earlier um, on another show about um, Sharon's work at home allowed. I mean, whether it's somebody contributing directly cash into the account or whether mm-hmm. somebody's creating a platform for uh, somebody else to, to repel off the side into, um, man. It, it it works out that way, it just does.
0: Yeah, you're 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 gonna you're gonna prosper more than the supposed loss that you have identified. Yeah, and mathematically, that's going to end up being true. Um, I can't I can't it it's um, difficult to put actual fa- uh, actual examples in place today, but I do know that the research says that, and I do know that my 30 plus years of doing this, helping people with money shows that a fully committed couple in a marriage that have shared goals and vision and are both working towards the same thing. And, um, one of them's, neither one of them are dead weight. They both are, are, are contributors to the discussion, Mm -hmm. contributors to the dream that there's just a trim, you know, the career is better. The health is better. The, um, obesity is lower. Mm -hmm the uh blood pressure is lower the everything and all that all of that by the way ends up affecting your dollars and cents too. absolutely so there's a whole thing there and then of course this idea that that you know two horses pulling together in tandem one plus one equals more than two and we all know that's called synergy yeah
2: that's right um and if you notice if you listen back to the call dave i I, it's an old counselor trick but when somebody comes and asks, like, I'm kind of stuck. I don't know if I should do this. I should do this. If you'll just say, well, go ahead and break up. Sometimes they'll exhale. And sometimes they'll come back and be like, I'm not breaking up. And there's your answer. Right? Mm-hmm. And so there's a push. It's it's just an old. Mm-hmm. Then you're not ready to get married. And if the first impulse is, yes, I am. Then there now you yeah. you're, you've intellectualized yeah. it. You need yeah. to get on that track. And if it's, you're right, I don't need to get married, then you've answered your own
0: question. Yeah, but you also have, by asking these questions, Leon, you've identified some things you all have the opportunity to work on some healing in. Absolutely. That'll uh, that'll release a lot of positive stuff in your relationships and in your money. This is The Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Stephanie is with us in Virginia. Hi, Stephanie. How are you?
3: I'm good. How are you?
0: Better than I deserve. How can I help?
3: So my father-in-law, um, he's in his, uh, he's like 77, 78. Um, he was Worried, they have a his father's house up in the mountains um, where we are, and he was nervous about trying to keep it in the family. So instead of doing what you say, you know, you do put it put it in a trust trust and do it that way, or um, even in a will. He decided to quit claim it to my husband, which is fine, but then he put my seven-year-old on the D two. So, I don't know anything about repercussions for my seven year old or how to even get him off it since he is now on it. Um, and we do have family members in there renting it too. So, this has just kind of made a big mess while we're trying, because we're still in baby step two, while we're trying to do all of this.
0: Well, it doesn't affect you because you're not having to write any checks regarding it, right?
3: No, no, it was it was paid off. It was owned between him and his sisters,
0: yeah.
3: and all of his sisters gave him their rights to it.
0: Yeah,
3: okay. so I'm just more worried about my seven-year-old.
0: No, you're not. You're just pissed at your father-in-law because he throws his weight around.
3: Uh, he. I'm it's completely inappropriate. Well, I'm gonna... What he
0: did was completely inappropriate.
3: Yeah, cause you don't do, do, do that. What, you don't do thought, that to
0: somebody's kid without talking to the people and getting approval. This guy just thinks no, he can do what, whatever he wants to do.
3: What we thought he was going to do was just put my husband on it, which we agreed to. And then all of a sudden, he put my son on it too, yeah. and we had no idea.
0: Yeah. It's completely inappropriate. I mean, yeah. anybody call the old man and go, You're not supposed to do this crap?
3: we told him that this was a shock to us and that this is not really what we wanted and yeah. he's not okay He just kind of it's not he's okay. just kind of in his way so yeah so I don't, know. I, I don't
0: know that it matters i don't know that it affects okay. the kid uh the okay. only way I can see it affecting the kid is if a renter fell and broke their face and sued the owner yeah and your kid ends up with a half million dollar judgment on him yeah, because your drunk yeah, relative I, fell off the porch and broke their face. You know. Yeah,
3: I mean that's why I was worried about just repercussions of yeah. my stemio. Like, well, it's also the repercussions of your husband.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Same thing yeah, because you guys are, you guys now have a property in your name. And by the way, uh, when the taxes come due, who's paying yeah. the taxes?
3: So this happened in like, uh, uh, like October last year. My father-in-law helped us pay the taxes because again. We still get a tax helped return. Helped you the pay the taxes. Yeah, he did. He pays the taxes. So he, it all comes out of his account. What happens, the rent goes into a checking account he's on, and so the taxes come out of that account and These people all that just stuff. make it's, up
0: crap, don't they?
3: They do. It, it, in all financial steps, this is like, it threw us for a loop because, like I said, we're still in baby step two. We're, we're getting out of debt, and this just, it gave us a headache
0: yeah it doesn't it doesn't cost you anything but it until somebody sues you yeah or until yeah, the property no, tax the property know. taxes go unpaid and the, the state of Virginia decides to come after the owner
3: yeah yeah and because we didn't know if we need a real estate lawyer and trying to save up for that right now while we're paying off debt is not really that most ideal thing yeah. to help get my son off of it we didn't know if that's what we were supposed to do or what
0: mm. I no, yeah, eventually. I don't know that there's anything big hurry. I mean, the only thing I can think okay. of is just the liability. It's just, it's just such a toxic family that I don't, I don't yeah. really know how to guard against this level of stupidity. Um, yeah,
3: because the right, the right thing to do would have been a trust, like what you talk about, would have been doing it as a trust.
0: Correct. Yeah, maybe. I, I'm not even sure any of that needs to happen. But um, I mean, you got, you got broke people in debt. We give them a house, which is a liability instead of a blessing. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't understand. It doesn't – and yeah. you don't even ask people, but I just kind of tell them whatever you're going to do, and then you do it. And so, oh, my gosh, it's just wrong. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if it was my kid, I would get an attor- a real estate attorney and probably on uh, – you're, you're the parent, you are the guardian, you can sign on behalf of a 7-year-old and sign a quit claim deed back to your husband uh, for the 7-year-old's interests so and Dave, get it out of his name, yeah.
4: Who are the owners of this okay. deal? Well, is the
0: all of them essentially? No, apparently her husband, your husband, is the only owner, right? And your kid.
3: Yeah. So as of right now, yes, because my father-in-law was the only owner. It uh, was the only owner because his and a quit claim deed is not even a good
0: deed. I mean, that's not all. You're doing is I can give you a quit claim deed on that on that same property because all a quit claim yeah. deed says is I quit claiming whatever interests right. I have, and so you yes. don't you don't even have a good transferable deed. Uh, you're probably going to have trouble when you sell try to sell it someday. So, but yeah, I'd get I'd get the kid's name off of it. It it could just be a a simple um, you know your kid does a quit claim to his father now, so now all of, the whole thing is in your husband's name at that point. But I just think you guys got other problems that are way beyond the issue. You're and I was wondering if they should at. sell
4: the house if it had enough equity in it to help their their situation.
0: Well, they got a relative. Yeah, I mean. That'd be interesting if you're gonna. Put, if this family's all about power moves. So um, if it's
4: if he owns it, if her husband owns it, I was wondering, hey, sell it, take the profits, and put it towards baby step two. Solve the whole problem, yes or no? Yeah. I
0: I'm not sure you can get. I mean, I'm not sure his title's clean.
4: That's what you're okay. This is this is it's just, a weird deal.
0: Yeah, this is hillbilly estate planning right here. <laughs> I mean, that's what this is. It's just really really bad. Okay, so oh uh, right. gosh. I just I've seen this my whole life. Uh, everybody around me Pete does stuff like this, and it they just make up stuff right. and think that that it, because in their head this is the way it works. Right, it's actually the way it works, and then mm. then don't don't talk to anybody about it. Just go do whatever the heck you want to do right. to your seven year old grandson without talking to his parents. Oh my God, it's just you know, jeez. So I don't know. I I guess yeah. I guess I would. The first thing you want to do is get a kid's name off of it. Then the second thing you want to do is you want to decide how much you want to stay in it mm-hmm. and whether you want to undo all this or not. Because uh, I'm not sure. this is, It was meant to be a blessing, at least in the old man's head it's a blessing, but I'm not sure it's a blessing. All right, Andrew's in uh, California. Hi, Andrew, what's up? Uh,
5: yes, I was wondering, should I cancel the extended warranty and service contract on my car to get a partial refund to use towards other debts? Yes, doesn't
0: matter what the vehicle is? or Doesn't matter. Or Doesn't matter. Extended warranties statistically are 12% of the cost covers the actual probability of the breakdown. The other 88% are marketing fees and commissions and profit to the extended I'll- warranty company. So you have almost no coverage. with it. Extended warranties are a complete screw job.
5: Even if it's from the actual manufacturer?
0: Doesn't change the numbers.
5: Okay. And the service contract as well.
0: Doesn't change the numbers. Got it. Yeah. Okay. You, you, you What you're actually getting for what you're paying is about a dime on the dollar. Hmm. And so, uh, you know, in other words, on average, the things it covers were you to cover them yourself with your emergency fund, you would spend 12 cents out of every dollar to do that. So if on average, uh, if the extended warranty is $1,000, then uh, $120 will cover what it covers on average. Now, on average means some things are high. Some vehicles might have higher. Some might have lower. Your vehicle might have be the one that breaks down, and mine might be the one that gets zero or vice versa, And but the average is going to be $120 per 1,000, 12%. That's the coverages, and that's what all the data coming from the auto industry is. So, boys and girls, when you're buying a car, the number one profit center on the car lot is the 12 by 12 room where the finance manager lives. They make more money on putting you into debt and selling the debt contract back to Ford Motor Credit or back to your local bank and putting you into one of these stupid butt extended warranties than they do on the sale of the vehicle. The number two profit center is the garage. Way down the list on the car lot of where they actually make money is the selling of the car. The actual profit on the car, not much. It's the way they get you into finances and into extended warranties and into the garage where they make all their money. This is the Ramsey Show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp.
2: Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney. And one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life. Anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp h e l p.com slash Deloney.
0: Rachel Cruz, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Hey guys, we get people that tune into this show every day. You can even answer the questions faster than we can. Well, fairly fairly predictable answers. But <laughs> yeah, I mean you can't. And, 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 and you're still stressed out about money. Your money's still not working. How is that? Well, because knowing what to do is way different than actually doing it. I know not to eat a box of chocolate donuts. It's important, though, that I don't do it. Otherwise, I get larger and larger versions of Dave. And the proven way to change your behavior with money is the same thing. It's you have to get plugged into a program. Financial Peace University has helped over 10 million people get out of debt, become wealthy, and change their family trees. The class is the difference between trying to get in shape by yourself or reading a book on fitness versus actually going for a walk and backing off from the donuts. Hey, that's why this class has worked for millions. After nine weeks, you'll never handle money the same way again, and you'll make progress faster than ever. Don't just listen to this stuff, this show. Do it. Join a Financial Peace University class at RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. com slash Financial Peace University, FPU. Ryan's in Tampa. Hey, Ryan, welcome to the Ramsey Show.
6: Hi, David and Rachel. Thank you for taking my call. Sure, what's up? So my question is, <clears throat> should I sell my house, should my wife and I sell our house to pay off our debt? Um, and a little bit of backstory is, um, we have, we're a family of five and we're currently living in a two, one and two, one, is that what you said? Two
7: bedroom, one bath.
6: Yes. We're in a two, one. Um, so, and we have $83,000 worth of debt, $130,000 in equity. Um, so our thought process is if we sell our house, we need, we need a bigger house. We've got three kids. So, um, and our thought process is: if we sell our house, we can pay off the debt, have enough money for our emergency fund because we're currently in baby step two, and then rent for a couple years and just do baby step three b.
0: How long have you been married? Uh, eight eight years. How long have you been in this house? Three years. How long have you been working this plan, this Ramsey stuff? This Ramsey stuff.
6: I've been Dave-ish for well, we've been, <laughs> we've been Dave-ish for a couple years.
0: No, no. When did you start actually getting so serious that you're willing to sell your house?
6: Oh, uh, a couple weeks ago.
0: Okay.
7: How much do you guys make a year, Ryan? Uh,
6: Eighty
7: thousand. Eighty thousand. Okay. Um.
6: Okay. Here, here.
7: I, I'm I'm nervous that the reason you want to sell the house is more because you don't like the house not necessarily to change the behavior to get out of debt. Yeah. So like this would be like a Whoa. silver bullet that would just like fix it all. But what I would be worried about Ryan is like have you guys fixed your behavior? Like have you have you guys created
0: You, you don't have and a, felt
7: the sacrifice of new habits mm-hmm. and you don't have that change that course.
0: You don't have the track record of new habits. That's the danger. And if if you wave this magic wand and your debt is gone and you don't change your beha- your habits and you stay ish Because two whole weeks you've been engaged. I mean, come on, really. I mean, if you, if that, the danger is, is you go back to ish and then you're going to be a renter that's broke. Right. So, yes, I would do your plan, but, you know, you and your wife are going to have to put the kids to bed and take each other's hands and look at the other one deeply in the eyes and say, if we don't follow this plan exactly, I'm going to kill you. I mean, really, I mean, we have to do this. It has to get like down in your soul, like, ah, because if you, if you don't, this is a really bad idea because you're going to get stuck in renter land. Right. Yeah. And we don't want that. No, we don't want that. Uh, So mathematically you do get a better place. I did what you're doing. Sharon and I did it when, uh, Rachel was a kid. We, different reasons. We sold a home in, uh, up in Nashville, the school system sucked and we were driving 45 minutes one way twice a day. So several hours on the road to put kids in private schools, several thousand dollars a year per kid. And I'm like, God, this is nuts. I can sell this, move to a different County where the public schools are excellent rent, clear up everything. And I don't have the drive and I don't have the private school bill. And so that's what we did, but it was part of, and so everything worked good, but it's also part of a change. We lived, we rented this crappy rental for two years. My wife will still tell you stories about how bad she hated that house. Uh, And then we were able to buy a house, but it was, it was part of a plan. It wasn't a trapdoor escape mechanism. And then I didn't deal with the deal with. Right. So you, you you got to promise you. Your wife's got to promise you, your wife's got to promise her, you got to promise her that that we're going to lean in and stop the foolishness if you go through with this. I like your plan other than that. So Rachel's right. Okay. So if I give you Financial Peace University to get you guys going, will you promise me both of you watch every stinking lesson, every minute of every lesson, and you have a conversation with the coordinator and with the class and you join the group in Financial Peace? If you promise me you'll do all that, I'll give it to you free.
6: Yes, I do. Absolutely.
0: Okay. And you and your wife? Yeah. Because if you'll get in that group, you'll join this group of people that give you positive peer pressure to not do stupid or ish anymore and that's that's what I'm afraid for you because you don't have a track record if you told me you've been doing this six or eight months and you'd already paid off $30,000 worth of debt making 80 and you right. guys were on a tight budget and you and your wife were close-knit and unified and we were getting after it it'd make this call instant
7: yep to yep. go do
0: what you're talking about yeah
7: and that's always the danger with you know we even get people that get an inheritance or they you know some type of large amount of money comes into their possession and they're able, which is a blessing, to be able to knock you know the dead out. But again, Ryan, like you, buckling down and really promising, and you guys are in a hard season with three little kids, and you know it's a lot, and so you can't allow the stress of life, the exhaustion that you guys feel, to get you back in habit in habits that got you here in the first place. So truly staying the course is what is going to be it, what's going to be huge, and and it's exciting, right? And on the flip side, it's like. If that part is true, then you guys are going to be really far ahead in these steps, and you yeah, guys are going to you're you're going to feel a lot of freedom, which is which yeah, is really great. And,
0: and rent the cheapest thing you can rent that is a bigger, nicer house. It's not a two one with five people. Okay, but don't go rent the Taj Mahal because every dollar you spend on rent is going to slow down your savings for a purchase later. So the house we rented, I just explained to you. My wife was not happy with it. It was not glamorous. It was, the only thing it did is meet the goal of getting our other house sold and getting in the correct county where the kids could be in school system. And, uh, so that, that, you know, and we didn't have the private school bill and we didn't have the drive anymore. So we got quality of life. We got money back and, 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 you know, our, our rent was not that high, um, even back in the day, (laughs) but yeah, uh, back then, you know, when dinosaurs rammed the earth, you could get cheap rent. But yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a thing. It's a process that you're, you're resetting your mind in this thing. And it's just very important that you do this right. So, you know, getting, getting the habit patterns that are, it, 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 you know, I made a comment about donuts earlier and it's exactly true though on that. The the correlation with fitness is, I mean, fitness is not a one-time event. Yep. It's a daily event. Um, of, of nutrition and caloric intake and calorie burned with exercise. You and know?
7: choices that you make and choices, with yeah. everything.
0: Controlling up. the person in your mirror. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's incremental. People who are vastly successful at their marriage didn't send flowers one time to their wife. They every day, every week do something in their marriage. It's not a singular event. You can't go be a jerk for... F- forever and then go on one cruise and she's happy that's not how this works this is the ramsey show i saw some recent financial statistics and there was some pretty troubling news Thank you for joining us, America. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. So let's talk flips for a second. All right. Since um, gymnastics, real estate gymnastics, doing flips is a, a big deal. So I did my first flip in 1983.
8: The year before I was born.
0: So that would be... 30 years ago, right? Or 40 years ago? 40 Uh, 40 years years ago. ago. 40 years ago. 40 years ago. ago. Yeah. The first flip I did, I was so stupid that I thought that everything that was a foreclosure was a good buy. That if it said foreclosure, that it must be cheap. Mm. I equated foreclosure with cheap, which sometimes is true.
8: I think most people do.
0: But I bought a, a HUD repo. They used to put them in the newspaper and you would bid on them. FHA, FHA foreclosures, HUD, repo, out of the news. You had a newspaper as a bid process. I turned in the bid. I talked a banker into financing one hundred percent of it because I had a real estate degree. I was a real estate guy. (laughs) I knew all about real estate, and I was twenty three years old. So I was a freaking genius. Okay, and so I bought this house. Um, I knew everything about the house before I bought it. I'd gone through it with a fine tooth comb. Okay. The, um, in those days they used, uh, we, we used, uh, uh copper pipes mm-hmm. for the water supply and the co- the house had been sitting empty. And so the copper pipes had frozen and split. And so it was pretty much a sprinkler system mm-hmm. underneath. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you had to go through and redo the copper pipes. And I knew how to do that because I'd done renovations work in high school, working wow, for my dad okay. in the real estate business. So I crawled around on my little back under there with a little torch and fixed all of spliced, all these pipes, fixed all the pipes, uh, put new carpet in it, went in on the weekends and Sharon and I repainted it. Okay. And I kept all of my receipts for what I spent and paid myself zero labor. Okay. That's how stupid I was. And we put the house on the market and it sold in five weeks. So I'm a huge success. Net, net, net. When I got done, I added up what we had in it, what we paid for the closing cost, what we paid on the closing cost on the resale. Uh-huh. What actual, after every dollar is recorded, what actual net profit did I make? $842.
8: You're an overnight success.
0: I'm now game on.
8: Can't nobody tell I'm you that? I'm obviously
0: nothing. good at this, <laughs> which means that I probably paid myself what? a dollar an hour labor (laughs) yeah well you know i didn't get paid for the labor the 842 was with this free labor i had i had slave labor me
8: (laughs) yeah you and my wife
0: and my wife yeah so we're in there so that was job one okay Okay. the next one i I bought and i thought well i'm not buying houses in bad neighborhoods because i don't know anything about all that stuff i'll get in trouble but this guy called me up and he had a house and he sold it to me for seven thousand dollars and I ran the what I thought was the estimate, and I had three contractors look at it and give us bids. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first contractor wanted a fifteen hundred dollar deposit up front. Never saw him again. Right. Went to his trailer and knocked on the door in the trailer park, trying to get my fifteen hundred. Wonder, wonder I didn't get shot. By the way, he had already left and gone to oh, Kalamazoo no. or wherever it is contractors go when they take your fifteen hundred dollars oh, because no. you're an idiot and you give it to him up front moron yeah and so then i started on the second contractor the third contractor the fourth contractor and uh when i finished with that property it i had already done a whole bunch of other deals by then Mm -hmm. uh like uh 60 or 80 more deals oh my
8: gosh Uh by the
0: time i finished that property i ended up only losing fourteen thousand dollars on a house i paid seven thousand for four and a half years later
8: oh my gosh
0: This is how dumb I am.
8: So if that, wait, if that second house had been your first house.
0: I would have been out of business. Yeah. I would have been Nate.
8: Yeah. You would have been like, I'm never doing this My wife
0: would have been going, yeah. Instead, I managed to delay the pain on that one, meanwhile doing a whole bunch of others, and I made a lot of money. Yeah. I made a lot of money. I ended up in my life, I have owned over 2,000 pieces of real estate. I flipped real estate as my job for four years. Buy, I was using 90 day notes to fix them and flip them. I made, and I started buying property at 70 cents on the dollar minus repairs. Wow. So, a $100,000 property, I buy it for 70 minus the repairs. That mm-hmm. was the formula. And that means I bought a lot of foreclosures, a lot of estates. I did some historic rehabs. Mm-hmm. We've done a bazillion deals. I can walk wow. around Nashville and say, I did that house, that house, that house, that house 30, 40 years later.
8: I want to take that tour.
0: And now uh, yeah, you don't want to be in that neighborhood probably. But, um, okay. <laughs> Some of those neighborhoods are now gentrified, but um, gotcha. Yeah, they've come back a long way from seven thousand dollars. Now it's 260 to live on that street, and it's a great property. Not really, still in Dodge City. You shoot up and down the street if it's Dodge City. I don't care whether it's gentrified or not. Mm. So, anyway, the uh, you're killing me here, but yeah, so this is this is my real estate career. So, when I get aggravated at the idiots on Tic Tac, it's because I was one of them. Yeah, okay. I was doing the exact same stuff and I can smell neophyte beginner a mile away because I was, I was, I was 23. I was going to get rich in real estate. I made $842 minus the cost of my labor. I lost $14,000 and then I went on to make money and make money. And I started figuring it out that I had Mm -hmm. to, you know, I had to, I had to, I had to be tough with contractors. I had to get with good ones. And I, and I had to have, be tough on schedules. Mm-hmm. You had to be finished. Mm-hmm. And then you put the house on the market aggressively and you flip it. You don't keep it ever. And, uh, you know, not like her, we're not in the rental business. And right. then I, then I ended up buying a bunch of property. I buy packages of houses and I buy 10 or 20 at once. And they were rental portfolio. Mm-hmm. And I, I lost every bit of that when I went bankrupt in, uh, in, in 1988, Five years later, I wow. had now owned, I had four million dollars worth of real estate. When we went in, that's
8: a fast. when in
0: a bankruptcy. Yeah. that's
8: a whirlwind, Dave. It was.
0: I worked all the time, and I was really, really good at doing deals.
8: But I'm saying to but, go from zero to hero, or yeah. hero to zero,
0: and back. Oof. Zero to hero to zero. <laughs> that's a Ph.D. in dumb oh, is what goodness. that is. Yeah. And so, but uh, I got a lifetime of learning there, and it led me to have a bullcrap meter that is very sensitive to real estate people mm-hmm. and uh so you, you know when you guys are talking about real estate real estate real estate real estate because real estate's real hot right, right. Now. it's a popular fad topic again everybody wants to do a real estate deal everybody wants to do a flip everybody wants to own a real estate and your renters will pay your rent renters will pay the payment you don't worry about it, it says people who've never had renters that's mm-hmm. a dumb butt statement okay let me tell you let me teach you some words chapter 13 Mm-hmm bankruptcy for i will pay you when by god i want to okay and let me tell you what you can do with a tenant who's in a bankruptcy nothing wow you have a stay on you which is an injunction a federal court has looked at you like a dog and said stay and as a creditor, if you even call your tenant, you can be held in contempt really? of court. Wow, you I didn't cannot know that. talk to them. You cannot do anything except everything they wish as far as repairs while they pay zero rent. Because wow. you stay, dog. Stay. Yeah, you learn this when you've had a couple of them. So when renters are always, they're going to pay the payment, and it's a free house, and I'm, I you know, I, I have a jet airplane, and you're just an idiot. <laughs> you're just an idiot on t- TikTok. That's what you are. It's unbelievable. Well, here's, so real, real estate is great, but you, there's a people factor with the contractors. There's a people factor with the renters. Mm-hmm. There's a people factor when I overestimate how what the uh how, how much money i'm going to make i underestimate the contractor the time it's going to take to run it i i i think it's going to sell faster than it is because mm-hmm. i'm always a glass half full guy and right before that's when you get your freaking nose bloodied slow down people pay cash for this stuff and run it like a business not like a get rich quick scheme it's your only hope of doing making money in real estate that is not a poor man's game
8: i think that's the part that anybody can take away from this is it would be one thing Dave I feel like if you were sitting here going I tried that real estate thing and this is what happens and it was just like this negative story but then you go on and figure out the best way to do this the smarter way to do it the way that actually works and that's what you're teaching it's not like you're saying stay away from real estate never do it there's just a right and a wrong way to do it
0: I was 24 years old I had a million dollar net worth in 1984 and I made 250,000 dollars that year That's $20,000 a month Mm. in 1984. Okay? In 1988, my taxable income was $6,000. Wow. All I did was sell property in bankruptcy. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. The phone number here is 888-825-5225. Dr. John Deloney, host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, is my co-host today. He's also the number one best-selling author of the book, Own Your Past, Change Your Future. Sarah is in Detroit, Michigan. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
3: Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? My father-in-law bought a home for my husband's ex wife to live in about fifteen years ago. Uh,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. Stop, 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 stop. This sounds a like hillbilly already. I'm having trouble. <laughs> what <laughs> what in the world?
3: I know. You know okay, I mean? I can your, your I hear the banjo music is played dad
0: bought your husband's yeah. ex wife a house to live in.
3: Yes. And Why? a and a uh, moonshine still out back? I you know, I, I don't understand the situation at all. My family i doesn't do things like
0: this so no I mean, normal people don't mean, do crap but. like this it it usually is the other way around i mean you know Byron. No, oh my goodness okay so he after the divorce yeah. maybe he's, he's taking care of the after kids the divorce, maybe that's it was his grandkids yes. there? His okay, grandkids
3: were there
0: all right okay yeah all right. Is somewhat more sane okay but still stupid but okay
3: so, at the time, they had um, two teenagers, and um, I think the, I think he, uh, one was about 10 years old. So this was about 15 years ago, so she's lived there since then. Um, she doesn't pay rent. Father-in-law has upkept the home. And oh, the house the is not in her name.
0: He bought it and lets no, her live there.
3: Yes, and kept the house oh. in his name.
0: Okay, good. Okay, that's better even. Okay.
3: Is it? Yeah. (laughs) This is going
0: to be a supernova. Um, I can't wait. This is going to be great.
3: So um, the kids are grown now. Mm -hmm. Um, She still lives there. Mm -hmm. And I just happened to see a piece of paper (laughs) that said um, title um, uh, on death, the title to go over to my uh, husband Mm
9: -hmm.
3: when my father-in-law passes away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I guess my father-in-law is expecting my husband to keep the house up and no. um, pay um I don't care what he expects,
0: it. no.
2: As my wife told me yeah. once, John, I'm not doing chores for you after you're dead. Ooh.
0: Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, regardless yeah. of how it occurred, where it is today is stupidville. Can we agree with that?
3: Yeah. So your, da-
0: your husband needs to go sit down have a cup of coffee with his dad and say, Dad, uh I don't want to have to deal with this crap. You need to deal with it now. Uh yeah. ex wife doesn't have a reason to live there anymore. Free. The kids are grown and gone. She needs to move on now. It's not mean. It's weird. It's okay. weird. Just she's, say it out loud. She's it's lived rent-free strange. for 15 years. He did it because he's a grandpa's heart. I got it. I got a grandpa's heart. Right. And grandpa's heart that sometimes will cause sweet. you to do stupid butt things, and he did a stupid butt thing, but he needs to handle this before he dies.
3: What? Yeah.
0: Okay, so I don't, let,
3: let, I don't even know.
0: I can hear in your voice he's not going to. So your Is your husband a wuss <laughs> when it comes to his dad?
2: A little bit. No, that, Dave, of course he is. He bought his ex-wife a house, of course.
0: Yeah. Okay, so here, here you really you need to give your run down to Walmart and pick your husband up a backbone. They're on aisle three, and you need to send him on over to his dad and say, "Dad, I don't want this house unless you move her out before you die, because I don't want to have to deal with her. She's my ex for a reason. We don't want the house. Take my name off the deed, or get her out. One of the two. Because I'm not going to have yeah. to deal with evicting my ex-wife. Because the day right. the day you inherit this, she gets evicted if she doesn't move voluntarily.
3: Right, which I don't think she will. is
0: the free time. ride that comes to an end, my girl.
2: Time to move. Yeah. And when Dave starts talking French, you know he's serious.
0: <laughs> That's hillbilly French right That's there. Right. Uh, yeah, redneck. Would That's it? just not. This is dumb. Go ahead, Sarah.
3: Would it be an option for him to instead just feed the house over to the ex-wife since he wanted to? If
0: he wants to give it to her, he, he can, can give it to her. her? I don't care. <laughs> this is a weird freaking family, <laughs> okay? But I, if I'm in your shoes, I want to tell you. What I'm trying to do with all my sarcasm and bombasticness is you think this is crazy, and you're right. That's what I'm trying to do is yeah. affirm you. Your feelings about this are completely correct. This is Strangeville, Stupidville, Weirdville. Okay. And
2: let me let me affirm one more three thing conjun- for you.
0: There are three towns right together, and the intersection <laughs> is your ex ex wife's house. Okay. Oh, Sarah, I'm so
3: glad like, it's not just me. Okay? It's okay. Not Hold you. on, Sarah. There's one-
0: 22 million people listening to this going, "Oh my God!" <laughs> there's another layer to this.
2: Also, you're realizing in real time your husband is uh, like Dave. Dave eloquently said, "Doesn't have a backbone," and hasn't dealt with something that should have been dealt with a long, long time ago. And it's right yeah. for you to also feel that sense of, who who is this guy? When things get sideways, he just goes, oh, so it's going to be okay. This is X Y. This is somebody that's out of his life. They went through a legal process. It's over. Should've
9: and been. so you're mm-hmm. right
2: to call him on that as well. You'll need to have that conversation okay. because you're losing respect
0: for him, right? Here's the thing. He's going to deal with it, or he's going to deal with it, or he's going to deal with you. He's going to deal with yeah. it with his dad. He's going to deal with evicting her after he gets the house or he's going to deal with you. He gets to deal with this. It's not an option. He just gets to choose Mm. what he deals with. And the easiest path is go sit down and have a cup of coffee with his nutty father. (laughs)
10: Right.
0: And go, dad, no, I don't want this house. No, I don't want your timeshare either. Don't leave me that either. Both of them are dumb. I don't want this. And And
2: if dad won't deal with it, then you two need to decide. Um, are we going to go through a legal proceeding and evict her and sell this house and she's going to sue us and all that or are we going to deed the house over to her and just walk away no
0: i'm not giving it to her. there's no way there's no way she just needs to leave Uh, this is this woman has had i've had enough of this woman already (laughs) this this woman needs to move out of this house okay my god what a freeloader and so no okay i
3: was feeling guilty no you don't need to
0: feel guilty this is dumber than a rock so (laughs) here's what okay here's the steps if it's me you need to sit down with your husband, and the two of you need to address the fact that he won't address this. John's right, because this is going to put okay. a splinter in your relationship. You don't want to leave there. Number two, then he needs to go. Really, he does need to go sit down, and talk to his dad, very calmly, nicely. He doesn't have to be as crazy as I'm being on the air. I'm doing that to give you strength and remind you that you're normal and that what you're thinking is real. Because the th- voices I just gave were also in your head, so I'm just I'm just saying them yeah. out in the loud. Okay. Now he yeah. sits down with his dad calmly and says, "Dad." This is weird. I don't want to have to deal with this. I don't want to to deal with her. That's why she's my ex, and you need to move her out of there before you die, or you need to take my name off of this whole thing. If dad won't deal with it, and he leaves him the thing, the instant dad is ill, your husband needs to tell his ex-wife, she has 30 days, and we're going to be selling the house. You've got to move. And your husband needs to handle this. None of this are you responsible for. He has to man up and handle this it's his freaking family and his freaking mess and he's got to do it and you got to kick him hard enough to get him to do it this is the ramsey show guys it's no secret that the real estate market is weird right now so go with a mortgage company you can trust to have your back Churchill Mortgage. Churchill is Ramsey trusted because they're stable, reliable, and focused on you. At a time when a lot of companies are being bought out or going out of business, count on Churchill Mortgage to stick around. They've been doing things the right way for over 30 years and they'll keep doing them the right way for 30 more. Get started at churchillmortgage.com. This is a paid advertisement. NMLS
11: ID 1591. org. Equal housing lender. 1749 Mallory Lane, Suite 100. Brent Winton three seven zero two seven.
0: Okay, guys, when you are making your financial decisions and your analysis around your financial decisions, here's a couple of rules for you that the wealthy people do, okay? They make their decisions based on the principles that are going to take them to their goal. Now, we are sure, after 30 years of doing this, that one principle is your most powerful wealth-building tool is your income, and when you get rid of debt, your probability and speed by which you become wealthy is increased. The more debt you carry, the slower you run towards being a millionaire. It's a math thing, and all the data is there with all the people who have done it the second thing you need to do is you got to be really careful and this is a trap I fell into when I was um, young and stupid uh, because I'm really really good with math and I'm really a math nerd way bad like pocket protector calculator on my belt math nerd And if that is you, you will get paralysis of the analysis if you're not careful. What I learned that wealthy people do is they don't get caught up in the nuances of the math. They do what we call big math, meaning they're looking at the big chunks and where that's taking them. And when I'm doing things here on the air with you, I don't use a calculator. I don't need one because I'm typically not doing Nuanced mathematics. I am looking at the big chunks. Now, what I mean by that is, if the big the the the, the uh, if you do nuanced math, you say, "Oh, I have forty seven thousand dollars in an Allied account that pays me four percent. Why would I pay the off a student loan that is two percent or a mortgage that is two percent? I am making four. I am not. No, I am sorry. I am making four, and the student loan is seven. Why would I?" Why would I do that? Because I'm losing that money. But then you actually do the math. What is 4% of $47,000? It's 800 bucks. What is the spread? 2% spread. And this is your leverage factor. And the whole thing, all of this mathematical theory that you spend all of your brain power on, if you're a super nerd like me, ends up being the cost of a pizza, which proves that you are concentrating on the wrong things. The right things to concentrate on are the big things, the things that are going to take you where you want to go. And it's not, am I getting rich on. I get, because here, here's an example. Okay. I use a Discover card and I get 2, 2% back. Okay. So let's help. Let me help you with this. So you spend $100. Because it sounds like I got 2%, 2%, free 2%, 2%, 2%. Oh, God, I'm so smart. I got 2%. This is the super nerd inside your brain, right? But let's do it. Okay, $100 spent is how much? $2. Uh, where, where was the wealth building? When you spent 100 and you got $2 back. Can, can you imagine millionaires sitting around and thinking and going, I think that's great. Let's do that. No. Broke people think that's great. And they get all hung up on the 2%, 2%, 2%, 2%. It's $2. But Dave, that's
12: just one of the cards. The other one has a 5% rotating cash back on restaurants this month. I know. So if I eat out okay. enough, I can become a millionaire for my 5% cash back.
0: Again, let, let's just take your whole eating out budget Times 5%. And by the way, you gave away 100%. You got back five. This is a debt. Re- I mean, this is a wealth reduction plan, not a wealth increasing plan, because you're consuming 95% of the money. You got 5% back, but 5% ends up being 5 or $15. I mean, guys, you're majoring in minors because you're super nerding on the math instead of actually looking at the nominal dollars that the math creates if you actually run the math formula out and look at the number of dollars you go i'm this is i'm so screwed that i can't breathe i'm this is dumber than a rock and i had to learn to do that cuz that's what millionaires do it's called here's, here's a it's called common sense there's a it's not it's not a, it's not a math there's formula there's a concept it's it's you give away one hundred. If little Johnny gives away one hundred and he gets back two, how long does it take little Johnny to become bankrupt? Not wealthy, but bankrupt. This is a math problem. Is that from a the common core grade, math right? problem, right and there. It's just telling you, man. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. This and then is you wild. get this thing. This thing from NPR. This thing right here. Yeah, is... I resonated with
12: this because this is part of this discussion we're having. Here's the headline: A lack of credit history creates financial obstacles for immigrants. And as a first generation American whose parents were immigrants. Uh, I resonated this because I went, oh my gosh, this is my parents' story. Here's what it says. What may seem like an immigrant cliche actually happens every day. Foreigners arrive in the U.S. with big dreams and a few dollar bills in their wallet. That was true for both of us reporting the story. And it goes on to say the U.S. economy counts on you to borrow money and stay into debt. And the epitome of all this is the credit score, which often snares newcomers into a financial catch-22, penalizing a lack of debt history and pushing many to take confusing, sometimes costly measures.
0: Besides that, we need to support the US economy because that's our first goal. My first goal is not to support the US economy. My first goal is to make sure the Ramsey family is taken mm. care of. The US economy will have to deal with itself.
12: They'll figure it out. It, so that's count, what immigrants it counts do. on you. It counts on you. Welcome to, to America. Money and stay in debt. You need a credit score to live here. That's pretty much what they tell you. And so how do you get a credit score, Dave? Well, you gotta go into debt to get the score so you can go into
0: more debt. To get the score. So you can go into debt. To get the score. Oh my gosh. So the great American dream, when you add, um, this method to it turns into the great American nightmare for a lot of first generation immigrants.
12: Oh yeah. And they play this game cause they were told they had to play the game mm-hmm. and then they realize, wait, where's the American dream? We're broke up to our eyeballs in car
0: loans, credit cards, personal loans, student loans, medical debt, mortgages. Now your family was middle Eastern. Yes. So, uh, we've done a, a lot of work in the Spanish community. Uh, people coming from various countries uh, in, in the latin world and a lot of them don't have a trust of banks and so they haven't fallen for this if they're particularly their uh, entry level socioeconomic okay now they come in higher brow they're
12: heavier cash users yeah
0: heavier complete it's under the bed it's literally in a box under the bed i mean i'm not kidding it's not a metaphor it's a shoe box with hundred dollar bills, another bet, because they don't trust banks to not go broke from because they came from a banana republic of mm. some kind that all the bank see, banking system was not reliable, and so they don't fall for this because they're not going to go into debt. Now, what they do fall for is other things, title pawn and other crap, you know. But uh, but what happens is people like your mom and dad, they often get Americanized in the worst ways.
12: They adapt to the culture. And part of that is this toxic money culture that says you got to go into debt. And where does that lead us? Well, U.S. household debt now surpasses $17 trillion. Now, here's what's interesting, Dave, comparing that to the European Union, which has more households and yet less than half of that amount in debt, which tells me that debt is the most aggressively marketed product in American history. And we are so good. America's number one in a lot of things. And debt is one of them. Marketing is one of them. And here's a great quote from a Stanford economic sociologist. Being financially responsible in the U.S. has come to mean borrow and repay. That pretty much sums up how you've been doing this for 30 years, Dave. Everyone was told, if you want to be financially responsible, borrow money and repay it back and do that over and over again until you die. And then maybe one day you'll hopefully be able to retire. It's insane. So I think it's time for a, a cultural shift here.
0: Well, I yeah, you just want to you want to say, hey, don't you know you got here for the Statue of Liberty? Don't give up your liberty. Mm. Don't don't sign up for slavery. You
12: come here for freedom and you lose it.
0: Yeah, the first day, sign up for Master Card. That's your first thing to do. Once you're looking for liberty, but you go get a Master first thing. Yeah, that's not our American distress. We can sign up for that or Discovering Bondage. Yeah, all for two percent back. Don't forget. Two dollars. Land of the free, home of the broke. Two dollars. Bob. $2. This is The Ramsey Show. The Ramsey Show question of the day, sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Most American homes have dozens of appliances and chances are at any given time there's something wrong with at least one of them. Mr. Appliance a Neighborly brand offers expert appliance service on your schedule. Visit Neighborly.com to find home service experts including a Mr. Appliance in your area.
7: Today's question comes from Jonathan in Florida. I am 35 and my wife just had our first baby. I have roughly $43,000 in debt. My annual income is around $73,000 I'm wanting to start my baby steps, but I had a quick question about baby step one and two. I have a credit card that is maxed out at the $1,000 limit. If I pay that card off, can I count that as my baby step one and then tackle my debt snowball while simultaneously putting $1,000 cash in my savings account? No, John. That is so
0: convoluted.
7: <laughs> no, no, no. Because a maxed out credit card for $1,000 is not considered your emergency fund. Your emergency fund is considered cash that you have saved
0: your own money. So before you pay off your credit card, you save $1,000 cash. Mm -hmm. Then you start working to pay off your debts. And this might be the first one you pay off.
7: (laughs) I appreciate Jonathan's, you know. I have a thousand dollar limit. I just cash out a thousand dollars, put that, and then the throw it underlying, my The <laughs> underlying, the
0: underlying bullcrap so well. in this question is that he's going to use his credit card as his emergency. <laughs> I know card. he's going to
7: go cash so the out. So, every time he has an emergency, <laughs> he's
0: going to use a stupid credit card. So that's the underlying bullcrap. Yeah, that's just
7: no. Sorry, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> Wish it was that easy.
0: <laughs> you know, Sharon, it's Rachel's not. mom. When I when I do crap like this, Jonathan, she goes, "You're scheming and scamming again." You're trying to find a shortcut. Quit scheming and scamming. Just do the work, boy. That's Sharon. That's Rachel's mom. That's 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 what I get. So yeah, Jonathan, just you're scheming and scamming, Jonathan. Just do the work, Don't boy. Scheming, scamming. I mean, oh my gosh, that's it. Yeah, quit. You cannot scam your way into wealth. Okay, you can't even trick yourself into it. And uh, so, no.
7: <laughs> no, we're not going to go thousand dollars in credit card debt for the emergency fund. But we appreciate the question.
0: So cute. Here's a more sophisticated problem.
7: So this was sent to me via instagram appreciate all my instagram people out there because uh, they will send me things a lot and they're like oh my gosh what do you think about this or what do you think about that and this one came up you know up. people
0: might send me stuff too but i don't look at it so i wouldn't know uh, you have to you like read the messages or something is that what you're supposed Dave,
7: to do? I am part of the people. These are my people. So, <laughs> yes, I get on and talk to people on social media. You could uh, too.
0: Social media. You oh, could too. That's how it works.
7: They're real people out there on the other side I know. that enjoy your stuff. You I, should get I in. I
0: love them and comment, so much. I'm not going to get on it. You should so. go and talk okay.
7: to them. Anyway, somebody. So they're talking yes. to
0: you and they sent you this.
7: Yes. And I read the messages because I read my messages and they're like, hey, I want you and Dave to talk about it. And I was like, oh, well, perfect. We're going be on the show together. So, this was from a New York Times article, and the headline was, I've hidden my trust fund for 15 years. Do I finally tell my spouse? So, ready for this. I'm a 44-year-old man, and I've been married to my spouse for 10 years. We've been together for 15. Unbeknown to my spouse, I have a trust fund that provides me with a monthly income of $25,000. When we first met, I said that I worked as a consultant, and... They've never questioned it. My spouse, a dedicated doctor, works long hours and doesn't like to discuss work when not on the job. Over the years, I have repeatedly assured my spouse that they don't need to work as my income is secure and stable. They are, however, passionate about their career and have chosen to continue working. I actively serve on various boards, but I have never held a full-time job and don't plan to. Our lifestyle is comfortably upper-middle class, and I am content with that. My dilemma is whether I should reveal the truth about my trust fund to my spouse. My family members have always advised against disclosing our financial situation, but the weight of the secret is becoming too difficult to bear.
0: What do you do all day?
7: He sits on boards.
0: Oh, that's That's
7: what he said. I don't know. Um,
0: Place wordle.
7: I wonder how often like this kind of, well, well, we know that spouses hide things from one another that's a that's a consistent theme through life like that's a known thing um but this one was just interesting because i'm like okay 25 grand a month i wonder what she thinks that he does to that, earn that amount of money <laughs> i don't know so anyways um what i would tell the name is withheld they did not disclose the no name in the new kidding. york times article so, yes, if anyone out there has this dilemma,
0: <laughs> no, or, or no one, one else has this dilemma, or the
7: idea that you have a secret that is too unbearable to bear that is from your spouse, listen, we always teach and talk about and believe that being on the same page with your spouse is much better. So, coming clean and telling them anything and everything when it comes to money, anything you are withholding is not only going to just lift the weight off your shoulders that you've been carrying around having to navigate. Because I think about this situation, which this is kind of, true. I know it's a little absurd, but if you do think about it, I'm like the amount of like probably lies and deception that had to have occurred.
0: To cover the big lie. To
7: cover the big lie. That's a lot of work in life. And I don't know who has time for that. So I'm just like free yourself. You're
0: burning an awful lot of calories. Free yourself. Being a liar.
7: And and you've been with your spouse for, I mean, like, I mean, I think it's fine. And then, you know what? She probably still wants to be a doctor because she's passionate about her work, and that's great. But yeah, being upfront, honest, disclosing everything, regardless of whether it's a $25,000 trust fund or it's a secret credit card that you have, whatever it is, uh, you and your spouse being on the same page is is crucial to to winning, winning long-term. Yeah.
0: So um, yeah, you should have disclosed this day one and you should be continually, you should not have any secrets from your spouse. Hello period. I mean, that's just a thing. Okay? You just cannot build a quality relationship on deception. Duh. Okay? So your family is screwed up, dude. Because your family is telling you that your money and you're not needing to work is is you how they know your secret and your own freaking wife does not and your family thinks that's good, your family screwed up, and then they left you money so you don't have to work, that's screwed up. So let me tell you, if you're going to participate in the Ramsey Trust, it involves continually working because working is good for the soul, like real work. Yeah, doing work, showing up and doing stuff, you know. This is not good. This is not healthy. There's nothing in this that's fun or and it's only twenty five thousand dollars, only three hundred thousand dollars a year. It's not like you're freaking rich. I mean it's three hundred grand. Jeez. No, I mean really. No, I mean it's not it's not three million. It's three hundred thousand. And what has this guy not done with his life that he should have done? It's pretty good.
7: I I agree. He
0: should have done something with his life. Instead he's the king well, of Wordle. Well, I mean, no. oh, my God. I mean... No, really. I mean, he could I serve be sitting on, on m- boards. That's code for I don't do much. I'm telling you. Serious. This is wrong. It's wrong, wrong, I agree. wrong, wrong, I agree wrong, that wrong. it is wrong. It's deception, and it's all glassed over as if... My family has said we should not share our money information because your family thinks this money is a bigger deal than it is. It's just some money. it's more important
7: than your spouse. Yeah,
0: and more important than your integrity. And in your marriage. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. You've been living a long time in the in the soup of deception, and it's it's poisoned you, man. Really, the cleanest, best thing you can do. You'll be like an alcoholic who dr- sits down to bottle when you quit lying. You're gonna have a cleanliness of soul that's gonna be so good for you. And is she gonna be pissed? Well, yeah, of course she's gonna be pissed. She's been lied to for 15 years. Jeez. So yeah, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Of course she's gonna be mad. Yeah. I mean, she. If she's not, she's a wuss. She should be mad. This is just nutty.
7: Anger is a good thing. Yeah. In that situation.
0: I mean, real you. But you're 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 living. A lie. That's why you had to put it out on the dadgum ethicist columnist page.
7: You have, <laughs> to go to e- you have to go to
0: ethics class to figure this one out. This is why we need ethics classes. Uh, the, uh, yeah, son. Uh, don't and, and Papa, don't do this to your kids. You're better off teach them how to work and give them no money than give them this crap. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, Ramsey Podcast listeners, if you love the show and want to take a deeper dive, check out our free weekly email newsletter. It's full of trending, helpful articles and tips to keep you motivated to win with your money, relationships, and career. From the best side hustles to how to make friends as an adult, get what you need to thrive delivered straight to your inbox. Just go to RamseySolutions.com newsletter today to sign up. That's RamseySolutions.com slash newsletter. Thank you for joining us, America. We're glad you're here. Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones, 888-825-5225. Carolyn is with us in uh, Virginia. Hey, Carolyn, how are you?
3: I'm doing great. Thanks for taking my call.
0: Sure, what's up?
3: My question is about paying off my mortgage early. I just retired this month, and I want to know if I need to consider the tax implications of paying off my mortgage since the money would have to come out of my 403B. How old are you? 61.
0: Congratulations. How much Thank is your you. mortgage? Uh,
3: 145000
0: And how much do you have in your 403B?
3: Once they put in the partial lump sum, it'll be a little over a million.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. You so you're a millionaire. Look at you. Way to go. Yay. What's Yay. your what's your house worth?
3: About five fifty. Way to go. Are you single? No, I'm married.
0: Okay. Well so that's your household situation or your personal situation? Um, Count your house.
3: My personal situation, my husband has a four hundred three B that's about uh two hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. And, um, he has social security and I have a pension that will, um, help us live.
0: Okay. All right. Yes. You'll pay income tax on the 140,000 that you pull out. So, uh, mm-hmm. calculate that in and pay off your house today. Really? Absolutely.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I just worried about how much I think it's going to put me in the next tax bracket. That doesn't matter.
0: Doop de for one year zippy it's not it's not much money so the the deal is this okay it doesn't the way we can tell to do this is if we're wrong it doesn't matter you're still in great shape okay if you told me you had two hundred fifty thousand to your name that was your whole nest egg for your whole family Mm
9: -hmm. and
0: i was going to clean out i don't know 200 of the 250 to pay this house off I would have pause on that because I don't want to get you down to no money. But you okay, got, it doesn't matter that such, my mortgage
3: is okay.
0: Done such a good matter,
3: job. Thank you. It doesn't matter the, that the mortgage is only at two percent or anything. Doesn't nope, matter.
0: Nope, doesn't matter okay. because you want to be free. That's why you've worked this hard.
3: I really do. I really uh, do. If the mortgage yeah. being
0: at two percent mattered you would have borrowed another six another four hundred thousand back when it was a two percent but you didn't go further into debt because it was so wise to have a two percent mortgage right. right the same right. applies. just because it's smaller doesn't mean no no we're not keeping it. it's not a pet it's kind okay. of an it's not as ugly as other pets but we're going to keep it no, no 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 it's still ugly okay yeah we'll still all right it. yeah because think about what you're going i mean if you if it was paid off and you had instead of a million you had uh I don't know. what you going to have eight hundred thousand in there. Okay, mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: and you wouldn't go borrow money to put it in investments. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, same thing. Even if you could borrow all it, at right. two, even if you could borrow it at two percent, so you're yeah. free. You're free. You're free. You did so good. You're, 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 Thank you. Hey, how much of your? Well, I know it's in four hundred three b. So you didn't inherit this money. No, I didn't inherit any money. No, no this is all just what you do for a living you return
3: I was an educator in a public school I was a principal of a elementary school
0: there it is yep there it is hey well done love it congratulations I'm so proud of you okay by the way number one career field for uh millionaires in the millionaire largest millionaire study ever done done by Ramsey engineers mm-hmm. hog farm guy yep. okay Me, engineer yep. uh, number three teachers yep. Carolyn okay I mean come on And teachers can't be millionaires. Well, you you just probably ought to call Carolyn up and tell her that then. Oh my gosh. Apparently you can be apparently somebody did it. So there you go. Teachers. Number three, number two, accountants, number four, business executives, number five, lawyers, doctors, MDs didn't even make the top five. They're notoriously stupid with money. It's like a stereotype. They're like music people or something there. I'll tell you what the truth is. The truth is, Docs are like music people. The music people in Nashville that I know, there's one of two types. Dumber than a rock with money or genius. They, they don't Really, there's no middle ground. And I find the same thing with MDs. The MDs, they're really smart with money or they're just arrogant and stupid. Mm. It's just nuts. And they, I'm a broke doctor. Yeah, you are. You worked your whole stinking life to be a doctor and then you're broke. Yeah, because you get off and they apply their... Oh, well, anyway. yeah. The, way to go! Yeah, this flies in the face of the notion that the
4: American dream is dead, that you can't get ahead. This is just a woman and her husband who they just lived on less than they made. They lived like no one else, and now she's going to live and give like no one
0: else. And it's
4: just, I love these stories because you don't see this in the news. You don't see this data
0: point. $600,000 paid for house now. Right. Uh, 800000 in her now. 403b he's got 250 so they got a million dollars in cash that's right and a six hundred thousand dollars paid for house that we know of their net worth is 1.6 that's right that we know of 61 years old um and doing just fine thank you very much mm-hmm. doing just good it's better than not millions dollars is not enough yeah but it's more than you got so maybe you ought to go get it and then talk about whether it's enough or not yeah. everybody everybody's got a dadgum opinion about something they've never done right you never ridden a bicycle. You should not criticize bicycles. I mean, come on. This is, do do something that, and then talk about it. Well, you just said something beautiful. Go get it is what you said. People want it given to them.
4: They want the higher salary. They want all the stuff given to them, but they can't manage it when they do get it given to them. These are people, these everyday millionaires, uh, uh, Baby Steps millionaires, they are the people that go get it.
0: They get it. But she didn't. It wasn't like some big. No. It was like Steady. The tortoise, not the hare. Tortoise, not the hare. Jamie is in Washington State. Hi, Jamie. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
3: Hi, Ken and Dave. Um, My question is: Is my husband and I are expecting to receive over a million dollars in a buyout situation, and we're not sure what we should do if we should take it in one party? (laughs) I wish, but I'm not that type.
0: (laughs) I'm kidding just couldn't resist. I was like, I'm not sure what you could do. I think I can find something. Okay. Wow. What happened? Was he hurt or something? What happened?
3: Um. No, we were, my husband was involved. He had a partnership in a business and they decided to buy him out.
0: Oh, cool. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> so you got a million bucks and you're trying to decide what to do with that.
3: Correct. And we owe a 390 on our mortgage and that's our only debt. Okay. And our nest egg is two hundred and twenty
0: five. Around that. Okay. Well, then we got six hundred left because we just paid off the house.
3: Okay. Now what are we going to do? How old is he? Um, he's forty one.
0: Awesome. What's he going to do now?
3: We don't. We don't know. The. We kind of feel like the options are open. Um, Yeah, like
0: infinite. Yeah, I got six hundred k to play with. Yeah, let's go do something.
3: We're not interested in maybe staying in Washington. So, but interest rates were concerned to move. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Well, you don't have an interest rate if you have a paid-for house. My interest rate's zero because I don't have one. Correct. And yours is too now. So, What's your house? Worth? So where are you moving?
3: Um, we would like to go back to Idaho, where we're from. Mm.
0: Well, you can buy a house for cash in Idaho. They'll mm-hmm. let you do that. Okay. Sell the house um, you got, sell the house you got, put some cash with him, buy you a house for cash in Idaho. Now, what's he, he you don't know what he's going to do for a living yet?
3: Yeah, no, not yet. Okay. All right. What, should we take it in one lump sum or
0: yeah, sure. should we be concerned
3: about taxes?
0: Yeah, they don't want him around. I'd get, I'd, I'd get my money away from them. Okay. They might, they might screw this thing up and not be able to pay him later. Correct. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: okay. Whoa, I just hit a nerve. <laughs> yeah. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get your money now. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have a little tax on okay. it, but oh, well, such happens when somebody gives you a million dollars, but not gives you, but you earned a million dollars and yeah. yeah, pay your house, ha- pay cash for the house. is step one, step two is develop a game plan. Cause he does need something to go to, not just from, yeah, this is not his Correct. defining moment. It's his first, it's the first act. What's he going to do in the second act and the third act and the encore when he comes back out on stage and the applause continues?
4: I'd like to give him a gift, Dave. I'd love to give him the Get Clear assessment along with From Paycheck to Purpose as he figures out the path forward. This is a great time do for do him that. to for go, real. what do I do best? What do I love to do? What results do I want to put in the world? He now has the freedom to do
0: that. Yeah. On, it's like a whiteboard. like whiteboard. You can do anything you want to do. And you got the money to go do it. Yeah. This is very cool. It's a great time, Jamie. I know it's sad for y'all in a lot of ways, but you really ought to just be smiling. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. He is the number one best-selling book of Own Your Past, Change Your Future, and also the host of the Dr. John Deloney Show on the Ramsey Networks, a very popular podcast. We're talking about your life and your money. The phone number, 888 825 Rebecca is with us in Louisville. Hi, Rebecca. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
10: Hi, Dave. How are you?
0: Great. What's up?
10: Um, I really, really would love your advice. Um, my husband, I recently just found out that he committed what you call financial infidelity. And I, I don't know honestly what to do at this point.
0: Okay. So he's been lying to you about money.
10: About what? Yes. Because he didn't tell me that he was spending it.
0: Okay. What did he spend it on? And what? How much?
10: He spent about 2 grand on his credit card for like just stupid stuff like sports equipment, hunting equipment and like golf clubs. Okay. And it's a big deal because we're on baby step number 2 and we're trying very hard to get out of debt right now and I we just paid off his credit card this month and I I just can't believe that he just did that. And, and I never would have found out if I hadn't gone and checked the amazon receipts
0: do no, those receipts you, match up you didn't notice uh, golf clubs in the house
10: well that was how I found out I, I came home from work and I saw a huge box and I saw that there was golf clubs in the box and then I was like so what it's the not heck really it good at lying no he's not <laughs>
0: And
2: listen, when you're saying that we are working so hard to get out of debt, you're not accurate. You are. He is not. He is living his best life.
10: I know. I been, we stick to the, well, I stick to the budget and I, we we're going through financial peace university. We got married six months ago and that was when we really found Dave, like your book and total money makeover. And I read it in like a day and he's still halfway through the book. And we watched financial peace university and he tries to fast forward through half of it. And I mean, your name unfortunately is now a word in our house and I Let's, never meant for that to happen. So I'm sorry. Oh, hey,
2: Dave can handle it. Um, Let's get let's get beneath that. There's other things that have happened in this last six months that are tearing you up. What else?
10: I just feel like he is like like I just feel like the trust has been broken, and I feel like he's really angry and going through something. And whenever I try to talk to him about it, like he gets angry again and defensive, and it uh, just usually ends up in him yelling and huffing and puffing and I I don't know. Like, I thought, I mean, most of the time they were really good, except, like, whenever he just gets mad. And I don't know if it's the shame because all the debt is from him.
2: I think it's, I'm, I'm confident there's shame there, but there's something different, and that is he didn't fully understand how much his life would change when his world went from all about whatever he wants, whenever he wants it, to, building a new life with somebody else that we are going to both sacrifice for. And this is called being an adult. It's called being a grown-up. It's called having character. He doesn't have that. He's a child trapped in a man's body. They got a credit card that can just buy whatever he wants. And he can keep his wife happy by letting her run around with her little plan while he goes and buys whatever he wants.
10: Yeah. And I so, asked him it, why he did it, and he said, "Because he felt like he deserved it."
2: There you go; that's the child's entitlement. And so the pro, the, the challenge I hear folks make at this stage is, you want to make it about the money, and I want you to hear me say there are bigger fractures in the in the foundation of your marriage that need to be addressed.
10: You think I can save
2: it? A hundred percent. I have not a doubt in my mind.
0: No, I don't think you can. Y'all can. But I think he can and you can together. Yeah, y'all can. Yeah. But you can't. You've been trying to fix everything by yourself so far money, him. Said
10: no to, to the counseling, couple counseling. I've asked him before in the past. And well, I just, then go I don't without know. him. Go
0: without him. Go without him. I'm going to counseling to figure out if, there, if this marriage can be saved. I wish you would go with me. But if you won't, I'm going anyway. And then your counselor will give you words. And help you work through the decisions of whether this makes it or not. But you cannot by yourself make a marriage. That thus the definition of a marriage. I want you to
2: remember this.
10: On the same page.
0: I want you to remember this. You're not on the same page on anything.
2: Uh, uh, Nothing. Yeah. Behavior is a language. And if you say what Dave said verbatim, I'm going to see if our marriage can be saved.
0: I hope you'll go with me. I hope me.
2: you'll go with me. And he goes, nah, I'm going golfing. Behavior's a language. He is telling you loud and clear what he thinks.
0: He's, he's done. That's what that means. Yeah. But Ooh, go But okay. go anyway. Go anyway. Of course. Go. Maybe your counselor can give you some, if you've got a good therapist that has a backbone, that can uh, give you language to begin to draw this, draw him into a uh, a bigger and better dream. Uh, of what this marriage can be or you know draw it to a close one of the two will happen because one of those two is going to happen anyway but all we're trying to do is give you the tools to do it with some uh, wisdom and before there's a house and and kids and the whole thing sideways and also
2: let me give you a little bit of peace it is other than the sun coming up every day couples who have been recently married in the first six months experience whoa didn't expect that didn't see that now they don't experience outright lying all the time like you are, but every couple goes through six month hiccups. Like I didn't think this was going to be like this. I didn't think it was going to feel like this. And so let's let's um, pretend he doesn't have the tools to. Uh, he didn't know how to, how to how to be a grown up and not act like a child. Great, He's, he needs to go to counseling and learn some tools because he doesn't know how. Yeah. And you can model what that looks like by going.
0: This is childish and selfish behavior on his part. And I'm sorry that you got dragged in. Uh, And sometimes women do that. Sometimes men do it at all ages. It's not an age thing. It's not a guy thing. It's not a gal thing. And I'm not even positive, to be honest with you, that he was lying to you. I think he just did whatever he wanted to do. And it wasn't like he was sneaking around. The golf clubs were put on your front porch. So this isn't like he had some pattern of, Financial infidelity is when you have a pattern of lying that is a broken trust and I don't think that the I think the only trust that he was going to follow this plan was in your mind. I don't think this guy ever signed up for the trip you took him on.
10: Well, I thought he was maybe lying because we have a budget and he has a budget of pocket money and he put on there, like... Some well, then the he
0: did lie he to thought, you on, on that. It he, bro- he, broke right his, he broke his contract. He said, I'm not going to spend any more than X and I did whatever I wanted to do because, as all five-year-olds say, I deserved it.
2: Whee. Five-year-olds and congressmen.
0: <laughs> this is the Ramsey show. Jade Warshall, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. This is the Ramsey Show. Kate is with us. Kate is in Jacksonville, Florida. Hi, Kate. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
3: Hi, Dave. Hi, Jade. Thank you for your time today.
0: Sure. What's up?
3: Um, I have a question of uh, whether or not I should pay off my mortgage using some of my CDs and investments.
8: What kind of investments are they?
3: um it's they're diversified uh, with capital growth um they've capital growth cord bonds those kind of things non-invest non it was a life insurance non-retirement from my i'm sorry
8: non-retirement
3: um well it's kind of turned out to be a retirement
0: no is it Um, in a 401k or an ira no it's
3: with an investment company um my my previous husband passed away, and so it was mm. his life insurance policy. Oh,
9: my. Mm, I'm
3: so um, sorry. Well, he passed away during COVID. It's Ugh. been a few years. but um, So I invested it because I didn't know what else to do with it. There's nothing, um, we nothing wrong with that. except you, for our home. Yeah, you didn't. We were didn't. free except for our home, and um, I wanted to pay my home off. But mm-hmm. just in that time, I um, went ahead and invested it. Okay. And uh, I've since remarried, and uh, we would just like to use, you know, our money properly. And I'd like to kind of honor my late husband um, because we both wanted to have a pay for at home. Yeah. Um, so I just, I want to know if this would be a good idea or if we should just buckle down and pay off what is left with the balance is, because I have um, very little and um, my interest rate is super low. What is hey, the balance? Kate, I just yeah, to get your What's best. your
0: balance, Kate?
3: The balance is 164.
0: How much is in your investments?
3: Um, we have a net worth of 780.
0: What's in the investments?
3: Um, that's probably about a total of 467. Oh yeah. So
8: you could pull some out and be mortgage free quicker than you know it. Just know that you're going to be on the hook for some taxes when you cash this out, right?
3: Okay, well, the CDs, I guess not, because when they roll over, I probably wouldn't do it in a big chunk. I'd have to, you know, because they're rolling over at different times. I have about mm-hmm. four different CDs that I could pull from, mm-hmm. about 100000 mm-hmm. and then probably have to take the excess from uh, the funds, so there may be a penalty with that. Is that mm-hmm. correct?
0: Yeah. No, there won't be a penalty. If you've invested in mutual funds, the only thing you'll have is taxes on what it is increased that you've not paid taxes on. If you get any capital gains on okay. it, that's all. But your broker can tell okay. you that. I, I wouldn't wait on the CDs to roll over. I'd just cash them out mm-hmm. and do it. I'd be debt-free this oh. week. This week I'd be done.
3: Okay, and so a second part to my question. Um, so if we do this, um, I have a daughter who is a special needs adoption through the state of Florida. She's 23. Um, she'll always have to be under my care. I do want to give her a sense of independence. We could build something on the property that we're on, this house that we would pay off or if we could potentially find something in the next few years to move would it still be a good idea to pay off this mortgage
0: pay off the mortgage this week and then decide what you're going to do with whether you're going to add on or whether you're going to purchase is a different decision and you're going to do that later okay yeah it doesn't it doesn't change anything because there's no time that you're going to lose money as a result of having paid off the mortgage. when you If you sold this house and moved to another one, they're going to give you a check at closing for all of the money. Right. It's not like you're consuming this money. You're moving it from investments to a paid-off house, from one asset to another. And so the money doesn't right. go away. It's still mm-hmm. sitting there. And so if you two years from now, three years from now, say, hey, we're going to go buy this neat little place that's got a mother-in-law apartment for our special needs 25-year-old by then, mm-hmm. um, yeah. You can do, you just sell your house, take the money out of it and use that to purchase the next one, maybe with some of your other money or maybe not, but somewhere in there, but pay off your mortgage this week, Kate, this back and forth worrying about this, worrying if you did the right thing is causing you more angst than it's worth. Mm -hmm. Just make a decision, pay off the mortgage, and then you're going to get, you're going to have a sense of peace just from having made a decision. That's right. It's all this all over the place. that's driving you crazy. And you're wondering if you're doing the right thing all the time. And you are doing the right thing. By the way, you didn't do a dumb thing by investing the money.
8: I think that's a very smart thing to do.
0: You let it sit there while you're going through the grieving process. You reset your life, remarried now. And wow, I mean, you've gone through a lot in the last 36 months. And you kept your head about you through that. So congratulations. Very, very well done. Britain is in Oklahoma City. Hi, Britain. How are you?
11: Hey, Dave, how's it going?
0: Better than I deserve. What's up?
11: So I've got a question. Um, my parents raised me in a Dave Ramsey home where um, now I'm 27 years old, and I don't have any debt on my house, my cars, no student debt anywhere.
0: Man, you got to go home um, and kiss your parents on the lips. <laughs> <laughs> You're 27 That's years right. old with a paid-for everything. Way to go. What great moms and dads. Yep,
11: yeah, yep. Yeah but this is, this is my question. Uh, I read somewhere Dave Ramsey's worth $600 million and I want to get into that kind of wealth for my family and impacts that I can make with that kind of that kind of money. Um, so I don't know how I get to the hundreds of millions of dollars with the kind of money that I'm making now. Um, I think if I stay disciplined and conservative, I can definitely be multimillionaire, but, um, hundreds of millions of dollars without, taking on debt, I don't see how I'm going to get to that point. I, I love real estate. My wife, my wife is a realtor, and that's what we were really looking into a lot of projects in real estate. But what would you tell me? I, I just don't know time-wise. That's the biggest constraint. How do you get to that much wealth?
0: Well, I, I think you said intermediate goals, number one. Number one, I'm going to work a traditional plan and go for the first five to 20 million. And the traditional plan that we right. talk about here all the time will put you in that category. But no, you're not going to become a billionaire with your 401k. It's mathematically impossible. So mm-hmm. um, And what you've got to do in that case is study billionaires. For instance, you could comb through and say, okay, uh, Forbes 400 are all billionaires now. You don't make the 400 anymore unless you're a billionaire. billionaire is a thousand million. It's a completely different stratosphere, okay? Mm -hmm. And it's a completely different discussion. But you asked, so it's a fun discussion. So what we do is we study best practices. We'll study the Forbes 400. Okay? What what do we find there? Mm -hmm. Do we find a bunch of trust fund babies? Nope. You don't find a bunch of inherited wealth. You find um, the Truett Cathy family at Chick-fil-A. You find David Green at Hobby Lobby. You find um, Oprah. Uh, You find... Bezos at the top, you find Buffett at the top, Uh, you'll find uh, Michael Dell. Okay, you'll find um, all kinds of things. And so what do you find? And all of those are first generation rich, by the way, Walmart, Mm -hmm. Sam Walton when he was alive. Now that money is now dispersed to one the next generation down. And I think each of those members are still billionaires. Mm -hmm. Pretty sure they are. But that's that is inherited wealth there, because Sam, the old man, started Walmart. But it's Walmart money. So what you do find when you're going through there, and I've noticed this, is the vast majority of them uh, are—it's like 69 percent are first generation rich. Okay, so that means you got that it's possible. In other words, Uh, then number two, how did they do it? Well, it wasn't funding their. 401k. That's not, that doesn't get you to a billion, a thousand million doesn't get you there. Okay. Uh, what they typically did was start an enterprise, start a business. So, I mean, you've got Gates starting Microsoft, you got Dell starting Dell, you got Chick fil A, you got Hobby Lobby, Mm -hmm. you've got Oprah is an enterprise. Oprah's not a brand, Oprah is an empire, uh, a huge brand, Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. but it's got, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of employees. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, uh, I mean, I know she's a person, but she's also a massive right. enterprise, and so um, that kind of. So each of these people, uh, the I, I think almost all of them started businesses, and the business made them wealthy. The the, the explosion of the business,
8: yeah,
0: and or they took them public, yeah, and the, the stock made them rich. I mean, obviously, that's uh, uh, Buffett's situation.
8: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Phil Knight, yeah, Phil Knight, Nike, yeah, mm-hmm. that's another one. So those, but they, they almost all were business enterprises and they grew large businesses. Um, and in my case, that's where my money came from. The vast majority of it is from running from Ramsey. I've got 1100 team members. We do 300 million a year and gross, gross revenues here at Ramsey. And so, yeah, I mean, obviously that's where our my personal net worth came from. This is the Ramsey show. George Camel, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Hey, guys, uh, you can help us out if you'd like. You are our best marketing, telling your friends about us. And you can do that by sharing the show, hitting the share button, sharing a link, or just telling people where you listen uh, however you're doing it, whether it's YouTube or radio station, TBN, it doesn't matter. We'd love to have you tell people about us, and uh, you can use the technology to do that, or you can use your mouth to do that. I don't care. Thank you. You can subscribe and follow, depending on whether you're a podcast, YouTube, whatever, hit the click button. It makes a big difference if you actually do that because it, it changes the way the algorithms work, and it pushes our show forward for other people when they're searching to find it, and so it changes the search engines, so, so to speak. And so, uh, please help us with that by subscribing, sharing. Oh, and leave a five-star review. That's always helpful too. And uh, we've gotten some really nice reviews. People are nice.
12: Yeah, there are really nice people out there. There are, and the trolls—they'll always be there. Just ignore them.
0: Well, there's never been a statue erected to a critic.
12: Not that I can think of. So,
0: just keep that in mind. If you're a critic, keep that in mind. You may not want a statue. But you just need to know that, in other words, people don't admire that, the fact that you live in your mother's basement and troll all day long.
12: I got to get my mom to leave her a view because she watches on TBN every day. Oh. And she now sees on a big screen. And she says, you need to smile more. Oh. So I got to remember, mom, you're watching out there on TBN. Thanks, mom, for yeah. the media training. So she's my biggest critic right now.
0: Yeah. Well... And your biggest supporter. That's true. Honestly.
12: She's a big fan.
0: It's all in love, George. That's true. She loves to critique. Mama Camel.
12: And <laughs> Grandma, too. we got Grandma watching TV in now.
0: Yeah. Well, and Mama Camel's getting ready to be a Grandma.
12: That's right. Yeah. We're on baby watch. We Wash, could change Dave.
0: her name. That's right. Yeah. All right. Jonathan's with us in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hi, Jonathan. How are you?
5: Hey, how's it going today, guys?
0: Better than we deserve. What's up?
5: Absolutely. So uh, I've had a tough couple of months. I got laid off. Uh, the light is at the end of the tunnel, uh-huh. and I got hired last week. With Yay! A, uh,
0: Better job, awesome I
5: bet. Job almost doubled my
0: salary. Whoa! Thank God you got laid off.
5: Exactly. So that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm trying to make sure that I'm doing what's best and what's right with that, and I, I haven't followed your baby steps to a T always. And well, it's, it's time to start, Jonathan. Exactly. and uh, with, Exactly. So that's where I want to make sure I'm starting this job. I'm going to get the paycheck the first month. I, I want to make sure that I'm doing this right from now on. Good. I have uh, $87,000 in student loan debt. Mm-hmm. And I have uh, $27,000 left on my car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and otherwise, I have no debt. Mm-hmm. I have eight thousand in savings um, after I pay this the rent at the first of the month I, I have eleven and a half and after I pay rent and everything at the first of the month I'll, I'll have eight thousand dollars in savings. Mm-hmm. So I have step one I need to build my way back to step three. Thank the Lord I had it there during the layoff mm-hmm. and um, I still have twenty four thousand in my Roth um,
0: 401k Good. Good. And what's Should the I new continue? salary? How much are you making? The now? new
5: salary is one
0: uh, one thirty. Wow. Are you married? I am not. Okay, cool. Good for you. All right. So $114,000 in debt, $8,000 in mm-hmm. savings, and $130,000 income. Did I miss
12: something? Nope. Okay. Well, it's it's simple and it's hard because you're used to having that cushion of an emergency fund while being very unsafe and insecure on the debt side. And so, baby, you're in baby step two. You keep saying I got to get back to baby step three. You were never there. We got a step in between that we just skipped. We just leapfrogged it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't get to baby step three unless you've done two. That's kind of the, no. how the numeral, numerology thing works. So, um, yes. So, so here's My what we're gonna do. We're gonna attack the debts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your car is your smallest one, and we're gonna throw yeah, seven of your eight thousand at that. And you're at Baby Step 1, $1,000 saved. Now we're attacking, doing the debt snowball in Baby Step 2, attacking with a vengeance. And we're going to, you know, do nothing. No eating out. No partying. No vacations. No spending money. I'm
5: tired of renting. What? I'm tired of renting. I don't care. You you need to get
0: this mess cleaned up. Okay. You're broke. That's why you're a renter. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's not be broke anymore. Let's get this mess cleaned up. So you got one hundred and fourteen thousand dollars. If you pay off uh, sixty-five thousand dollars a year, seventy thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. out of your one thirty, you're debt-free in two years. Zero debt at all. Mm-hmm. You'll have paid for a car, and Sally Mae will have been evicted from your house. Mm-hmm. You'll have your life back. How old are you? I'm thirty. Okay. Yes, I'm or you 30. can wander along the next ten years and be mediocre, Jonathan. And at 40, still be screwing around with a student loan debt like most people do. Or you mm-hmm. can punch the thing in the freaking face repeatedly until it dies. Mm-hmm. Time to get with it. Are those student mm-hmm. loans broken up into a bunch of little loans?
5: Um, they consolidated, uh, but they're still like consolidated federally. And I think the average on that uh, interest rate is like 5.8%.
0: Yeah. So no adding to your retirement, no life. For the next 18 to 24 months.
12: And don't withdraw from your retirement either.
0: Yeah. 18 to 24 months, it's game on. It's, I am so pissed. I am getting this mess cleaned up. I felt very vulnerable and afraid when I got laid off and I had $114,000 in debt. So the next time something bad happens, not if, when something bad happens, I'll have no debt. Mm. It's a different feeling, dude.
5: Yeah, but not having, I mean, I... Because I didn't attack my debt so hard, I had that three months, you know, safety cushion. So when the rain happened, I was okay. Yeah, I, I kind of want to have that. So you know,
0: I kind of don't care don't what you want. You're job. broke. Yeah. You call me, dude. Mm-hmm. Do this stuff. I'm gonna be mean to you. Do it. Come on. I'm your coach. It's halftime. All right. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. You, first first half. In in the first half quarter first quarter, you you got a little bit ahead. Second half, you got behind. And now you're coming in from the half and it's time to get with it. And let's get this thing knocked out. You get a new lease on life. You got double your, you got, thank God you got laid off. You got double your income. And no, Mm -hmm. listen, I don't want you to stay with no emergency fund for long. The faster you get out of debt, the faster you're going to have a legitimate emergency fund. That's baby step three. But, but listen, this millions of people have done what I'm asking you to do for you. Doesn't affect me, man. But listen, don't, don't don't sit and argue with your personal trainer when he's got a six-pack and you have a keg. Don't argue with your personal trainer. You called us. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. You can do it, man. I'm cheering you on. I'm not fussing at you. You can do this. Hang Here, on. Here's the other part. Okay. The, the student
12: loan pause is really what saved him, and that's coming to an end, uh, abrupt halt. And so those payments are coming back. And Ooh. so you lose another job. You owe as many payments as $87,000 makes up. So next time that happens, you're not safe, and that emergency fund is going to get drained real quick if we don't get rid of these payments. They're right. killing you, man.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's your shortest distance to peace, financial peace. Two words that don't go together, like airline service. Okay, it's your shortest distance to peace and your shortest distance to wealth. The the distance, the, the path we're giving you. Please, the lady just called right before you and said how how wonderfully it worked when she finally decided to work it. So that's here's tough. People
12: no. go, well, Dave, I'm kind of doing your plan. And yeah, I got sorry. no debt except for $100,000. i am like, are you listening to yourself? Like, <laughs> Did you just, just follow the just, plan. Just, if
0: it doesn't work, come back play, and yell at us. Play this back later and hear how it sounds. But yep. you
12: can't do half the plan and they get mad when you get half the results. Don't call us back. Well, like, you, your here's, plan the pro- here's the
0: problem, George. You don't even get half the results. Because this thing doesn't, it's not linear like that. Mm. Doing half the plan gives you 10% of the results. It, it, that's what the problem with ish is it's more damaging than, than it sounds because you feel like you're doing something yeah. ish, you know. But you're not really doing anything. It's like you know you're gonna. It's like the people that do yo-yo dieting. You know you know what I'm talking about. They they lose weight and then they gain back back more. and forth back and then forth. they lose weight and then they gain back more. And so the net five years later is is they weigh more than when they started considerably. Mm. And, and so uh, because they didn't change permanently the grooves in our brain when it comes to. The the dieting people always say lifestyle. You have to change your lifestyle. Well, that's what we're talking about. Paradigm
12: shift, behavior, all of it.
0: Yeah, the whole thing. So hang on, dude. We're going to send you a copy of the book, The Total Money Makeover. I want you to get a highlighter. I want there to be like hand grease on that book because you're looking at it all the time. Lots of sticky notes all through it. This is your guide. It is a proven plan. Ten million of these Total Money Makeover books out there. It didn't happen because it didn't work. Those sales happen because this crap works. I don't know how to do nothing else, but dude, I got this down. Hang on, we'll give you a copy of the book. This is The Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, Proverbs 16.3, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Stephen Covey said, live out of your imagination, not your history. Ooh, that one's good. Sharon's in Greenville, South Carolina. Hi, Sharon. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
3: Hi, thank you. What's up? Um, I am 75 years old, a uh, recent widow, and we have some lakefront land for sale in South Carolina. And I was recently offered a full price, $600,000 in physical gold. And I am having a heck of a time finding any good advice as to the advantages and disadvantages of accepting physical gold in payment for the land. And I've listened to you for years, and it occurred to me, I need to call Dave and see what he would recommend.
0: Um, okay, N- number one, if this is real, you it don't is. know.
4: I've, you laid eyes on a big, giant chest full of gold bullion? That's what I got in my head.
3: Uh, no, no, I, I, I know <laughs> I'm sorry I should clarify. I know the person who is offering the deal very well, and he is a wealthy person who owns a large company that does work in four southeastern companies, so he's legit, uh, you know, not a difficult person to check out. And then you know, why doesn't, I know, doesn't I know he the,
0: just pay you?
3: What do you mean Why doesn't, why doesn't he, just, he just
0: close the land? I mean, sell the gold and pay you in cash?
3: Well, i don't i would ask him that question that's a good question to ask he told me he has been buying gold he's a great believer in the gold standard for the US and since he started his company at 18 and he's 80 now he has accumulated all this physical gold so sell some of it
0: and since it's so wonderful and give me my money yes. give me my money
9: okay
0: listen so here's the thing with, here, here, let, yeah. let's turn it back let's turn it in let's be a little bit nicer okay here's how I would handle it if I were you <laughs> OK, OK, I'm okay. going to play the uh, I, I always play the, uh, uh, you know, for instance, in business, I'll go, oh, we're just a small business. We're not real sophisticated. You got to help us out. OK. OK. So in your uh-huh. case, it would sound like this. I'm a 75 year old widow. I don't even know how to begin thinking about doing this. You're the guy that has all the money and you're Mr. Sophisticated. So I need uh-huh. you to help me out. I don't I can't do this because I don't know how. So what you, what I need you to do is just sell enough of it and give me my money. Cause okay. That I can do, because I, right. I don't know what to do with it, man. And you're the you're the big gold guy. You're you're you have all the connections. You know how to turn it into money. I don't know how to turn it into money. So you got to help me out here. Uh,
3: okay. Well, one thing that he's told me, and I also confirmed this, was that there are no tax consequences. There's not so doing what. Yeah. There's not. So that's awfully attractive when you're looking at a 600,000 dollar No, there's there's no payroll.
0: tax no 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 no. There's no tax consequences to it being gold. There is tax consequences right. to you selling the land. Yes. But but you, whether you take cash or take gold doesn't matter. Right. There's no tax I, I, because because it's gold, it doesn't make it have tax consequences. Okay. But but there's no way I'm doing this. There's no okay. way well, you just, should do this.
3: Knowing, knowing how much that you work in real estate, I thought maybe you'd run yeah. across that before, or you just you wouldn't recommend it for anyone. I can
0: probably get the gold liquidated, but I wouldn't take it.
3: Right? Because I don't, well, fool. I don't,
0: taking. I don't need to fool with it. They need right. to fool with it. That's their. It's their right. the gold. The gold is their issue, not my issue. I don't. I'm not getting in the gold business. And I don't want to be in the gold business for 10 seconds. Just liquidate the crap and put it in my account, put the money in my account, and we'll have a closing. Okay, great. It's really, (laughs) really, there's no advantage to you, and there's huge potential disadvantages. The disadvantages is Mm -hmm. the gold goes down three days after you get a hold of it. Exactly. And, you know, or worse than that, this guy is not who you think he is, and it's a fraud the fact that he's yeah. presenting this is very weird and that alone raises a flag for me but you're you're vouching for the guy i was getting ready to give you a 25 chance this is fraud but you've you've narrowed that down to a 5 percent chance now because you're vouching for him but um but i'm i'm still not doing it there's no way somebody comes up offering me weird crap you know why you know why stuff seems weird because it's it weird, is. <laughs> you know, the reason this feels strange is because it's strange, you know, <laughs> and that, that sometimes you just kind of got to go with that. Valerie is in Detroit. Hey, Valerie, welcome to the Ramsey show.
3: Hi guys. Thanks. So I am 23 years old. I just got my master's degree and moved home. I took out $11,000 in student loans and hopes that they would be forgiven. Of course they're not. Um, my dad says he'll pay them from our education savings account, but he only wants to pay the minimum payment since they're at a 2.75% interest and my younger brother still has to go to college. So the money will basically keep growing in those accounts.
0: How old are you? I'm
3: 23.
0: Okay. The educational savings account is no longer your father's. It's now yours.
3: Right. He's no longer the custodian.
0: He doesn't get to choose. You choose. Take the money out and pay it off.
3: Okay. You think?
0: I'm positive.
3: Even though, like, I'm um, I know that I can transfer that money to my younger brother.
0: You can't transfer the money to your things. younger brother? You have a debt. What did you, you get your mm-hmm. master's in?
3: <laughs> Biostatistics.
0: Have you gotten a new <laughs> job? Yes, a girl, yes. big girl master's job?
3: Yes. Well, I'm living at home, and I'm making $80,000. So Why are you living at I home? Because I got the job right before I graduated, so I don't know. I'm not sure where I want to live yet.
0: You're not what?
4: She's not sure where she wants to live. (laughs) But you're sure you want to move out soon, yes? But you have the job.
0: Probably within the next six months to a
3: year, yeah.
0: I'm sorry, wait a minute. You you know where you work, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So why do you have to wait to move out because you know where you work?
3: I don't have any friends around or roommates, and I don't want to live alone.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, All right. I, I would solve that and I would, I, it's, it's time for you to be out on your own. It's time for you to pay off a student loan. Okay. Okay. You, you, as fast as you possibly can. If your dad's not going to give you access to this, your parents are exercising an awful lot of control over you for a 21 year old that makes $80,000 a year and yeah. should be standing on her own. Okay. You, you're, you're. You know, it's time for you to move out and be adulting, as they say. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I, I would get my own place and I would pay off the student loan and I would do all of that in the next 90 days if I woke up in your shoes. If you were my daughter, that's what I would tell you to do. I love you and I would love to have you stay here, but it's not good for you. So, you get to move out. And uh, so, I'm kicking you out because you get to fly and be free. Eagles that stay in the nest too long are known as turkeys. So, you, you're, you're not a turkey at all, Valerie. You're not a bad person. You're a wonderful, sweet, kind young lady. Um, but I, I want you to have some courage and uh, throw your th- throw those shoulders back and walk into the wind, kiddo, and uh, fly, eagle, fly.
4: Yeah. You know, she's very sweet. I think yes, everybody could hear yes. how sweet yes. she is. However, one thing I want to mention, Valerie, is that if you go along with this plan, this money that was supposed to be used for your education, and all of a sudden, I'm just going to donate it to my brother. I would be concerned about resentment that could creep in and grow. And I just don't think that's healthy. And so this is another boundary issue that Dave's brought up with you leaving. I think there needs to be a boundary on this. If that money was dedicated to your education, use it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and your dad should just release it. It's $11,000 and you should pay it off. It's really by Friday is what you should do. Um, I don't think you're going to do that because I don't think you're going to stand up to your dad. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, but I wish you would, I wish you would. I think it'd be good for him and I think it'd be good for you. And, um, uh, it, the hardest folks the har- for her to her dad, the hardest part of parenting is when you no longer get to tell them what to do. And now you can't use your dad voice anymore. Mm. You have to use the older uncle persuasive voice. 'Cause it's the only one you got. They took your other one away when they left. And sorry, Dad, but you can't stop it from happening. Time marches on. It's time for Valerie to go. That puts this hour of the Ramsey show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus.